0: Is it okay if we start a show now? Yes, no. As
1: long as we're recording.
0: We are. I like being in charge of this part of it because then I can just be a total manipulative prick.
2: (laughs) You know, I love that song so much. It just brings
0: joy, doesn't
2: it? It's very happy noises. Hello, friends.
0: Hello, hello. Hello. So before we get started, I have some listener feedback. (gasps) Yes. Yes. The listener feedback from a very dear friend of the podcast said, hey, maybe let Stephanie know that when she starts a podcast by saying, I didn't really like this episode or I wasn't really into it, I stopped listening.
2: Yeah, so we (laughs) will not no longer be doing that.
0: We might bring it up at the end that we were not a big fan of something. How about that?
2: Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'll wait.
0: So I wanted to thank our listener because that means we have one.
2: Yes, other than my mom. Hi, Mommy.
0: Or the three of us who are sitting here today. (laughs) So, all right. And because I think it's nice when we practice things first, we ought to really kill this episode because we theoretically recorded it once already.
2: And by theoretically, he means we did.
0: (laughs) But not really.
2: (laughs) But kind of, sort of, just joshing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and
0: you know naturally i didn't catch it until you know the very end so right needless to say i'm surprised i'm still in charge of this the nice part is it's because i have the
1: software that's true that's good the first take was really good though so it, i'm yeah i'm expecting the second one to just I'm, be fabulous okay.
0: you guys were phenomenal in the first one i was not so i'm actually Lies. not disappointed that it was not quite ready for prime time so L- how was your anniversary? I want to hear how your anniversary was first. You guys have been oh, married 146 good. years.
2: 146 <laughs> years. Yes. Um, Brian, go ahead.
0: It was good. What'd you guys do? Not the dirty stuff. What'd you do? That was for public <laughs> consumption.
1: Um, um, well, it's 21 years. So so
0: your marriage can drink.
1: Yes. We but, actually took the marriage license out for a cocktail.
2: <laughs> There's photographs it's, of our marriage license with a bottle of vodka.
1: Oh,
0: fantastic! <laughs> it was good vodka.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good.
1: Um, you know how
0: kids are when they can start drinking.
1: I know. We went to dinner. We went to a popular college town not too far from here.
0: You went to Lawrence.
1: <laughs> yes. And where'd you eat at? <laughs> a place called Lucky Sebs, and it is a counter service. Fusion, I guess you could call it fusion, but fusion is out of, out of. uh, That's
2: out of favor. Out of favor. I don't know what fusion is anyway. Fusion is when you have like. Scandinavian and Mexican mixed together. So you have like Scandinavian oh. meatballs with cilantro in them. Oh,
0: it. okay. Gross, first of all, officially.
2: <laughs> okay. And I just went for the most hideous combination that I can you possibly it. think of. <laughs> you nailed it. So uh, mushroom gravy with cilantro.
0: <laughs> Anything with cilantro, <laughs> apparently. I tastes love like cilantro.
2: Soap. But um, uh, lucky sebs.
0: So why did you say it's out of favor? Am I, I'm, it's is this? Just,
1: terms go in and out with food. Oh, so okay. So you don't call it big, fusion anymore. Okay. But anyway, it's, it's not because it's racist and I'm no. going to get canceled or something. So, it's okay, good. Yes, this
2: is all of, a ruse a setup to get you canceled.
0: <laughs>
1: Usually all I have to do is just speak publicly. <laughs> it's uh Asian ish food. So dumplings and noodle bowls and things like that. And cilantro, but interesting, interesting. Yes. Lots of cilantro actually, mm. but, um, Interesting combinations within. Like on the weekends, they run specials. And so one of them that they had highlighted was a like roast beef dinner dumpling. So it has roast beef, oh, mashed potatoes, that and actually stuff sounds in it. Really good. And gravy in it as a dumpling.
0: But today so, is the day after Halloween. So right. my primary diet for the last three days was Butterfinger and baby roast. <laughs> so real
1: food sounds really good. <laughs> But we just had kind of normal Asian food but it was really good and then we went okay, to Okay,
2: stop. Tell the listeners why we actually went there.
1: Okay, so we actually went there because when so we I don't, lived you're in make Las it to 22 Vegas, years with that tone, but whatever.
0: <laughs> when
2: <Down, laughs> we
1: When we lived in Las Vegas, we went to a place that had kimchi french
2: fries. Angry kimchi french fries. So and so it's spicy kimchi over I thought french kimchi fries. kimchi was
1: already spicy,
0: it's it not. Is.
2: Uh, Oh,
1: okay. But –
2: Like anything. It was amazing and
1: memorable for both of us. So as I'm looking for places to go for our anniversary, uh, I looked up, you know, like great restaurants in Kansas City and went through several lists that different magazines had made. And this one was on the list, and they specifically mentioned their kimchi french fries. Oh, okay. So – I said, we're going there. Oh, good. Not fancy, but, right.
2: you know. So we made a pilgrimage to LFK (laughs) for kimchi french fries. Kimchi
1: french fries. (laughs) And then we had the most fabulous ice cream in the world, Silas and Maddie's. Oh, that is good. Yum, yum, yum. That is good. I've been there. And then we came home, and we're boring 21-year married people.
2: Yeah, very boring.
0: Okay, good. We can stop there.
2: I think we watched (laughs) an episode of Follow the House of Usher. Yeah. Didn't we? Yeah. Oh, good. On Netflix, which... Kids, you gotta give it. A, gotta give it a try.
0: So, all right, I'll have to give it. A, I'll have to give it a look. I have been stumbling across. So I got out of Netflix for a little while and jumped back in about I don't know a month ago, and I have stumbled across all of these shows. I think we've talked about a few of them: The Night Agent and uh, The Bodyguard, um, Lock and Company. I think is what mm-hmm. it's called, and then Lock and Key, Lockwood and Company, huh. and Lock and Key. And uh, yeah, just really fairly enjoyable ways to kill a half an hour or an hour. Mm -hmm. It's not, this is not, you know, award-winning television, but it was good. I've, I've enjoyed it. And now they're going to raise their rates to, you know, $600 a month or
1: whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I'm debating dropping them.
0: Well, I'm going to drop something because they're all raising their rates. Really? Yeah. I'm paying almost $100 a month for Hulu now because I have Hulu Live.
2: I love Hulu,
0: but I don't. But I don't have cable. Yeah. But now all of my streaming services are about what I was paying for cable yeah. before.
1: Yeah. So anything big in your life? I had a second
0: grandchild. I, I was, I, I was, I was instrumental in this. No, I am very excited. I have grandbaby number two. So Abigail Yay! joined us. Um, uh, two and a half weeks ago? She was over for Halloween. Um, new girl doesn't do much. She just seems to sleep all the time. <laughs> And annoy her sister a tiny little bit. (laughs) I saw
2: her inside of a pumpkin. Yes. And I wanted to send maybe a rescue squad because that Um, pumpkin looked a little cramped.
0: uh, Yeah. And the first picture of her in the pumpkin is the funniest and will need to be displayed at her wedding rehearsal (laughs) (laughs) dinner because she was screaming.
2: (laughs) Right. Wouldn't you if you were placed inside a pumpkin?
0: Right. And we have a similar picture of my sweet Elaine last uh, Halloween being forced into a pumpkin. So I'm not kind of sure what sort of weird religious thing they have going on at their house with pumpkins and babies, but everybody seems to get through it okay.
2: I'm a little disturbed. I'm going to have to keep my eye I on this think that's developing fair. situation over I there. think that's
0: fair. So, you know, I want to make sure Abigail knows that Grandpa's wrapped around her little finger. But as soon as Elaine gets mad at her mom for spending time with Abigail, Grandpa's right there to swoop in. Yes, Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes.
2: That's so. your job.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, no, very exciting. Very exciting. So...
2: That's amazing. Yes. We're very happy.
0: I am very Very happy, happy. too. Mommy
2: and baby are all healthy. Yep, everybody's doing
0: fine. Everybody's doing fine. And Elaine was an owl for Halloween. It was the cutest thing ever. (laughs) I saw it. It was very cute. Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. So nothing like a grandbaby to make a grown man just, you know, be a fool.
2: Uh, I was looking at their pictures online and... Thinking about our kids' first Halloween costumes. And our son was a chili pepper. Oh, my God. That is awesome. Cool. <laughs> and our daughter was a loaf of bread. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. That is funny. And the costumes, the kids who came uh, for trick-or-treating, their costumes this year, they're always adorable. And But their costumes were just fantastic. Um I especially like the three twenty somethings who tried to appear as teenagers, but they got candy bars anyway. <laughs> who cares? So Just take it. Right, exactly. They came toward the end, you get a bonus.
2: Yeah.
0: Um what'd you guys do? Did you do full size? Did you do haunted house stuff? What'd you do?
2: Go ahead. This is your this is your <laughs> deal. Uh
1: so f- fairly decorated yard. Uh
2: fairly decorated. There were like three skeletons. Two corpses, a nun, like...
1: Scary devil what guy. What do you call it? Oh, that's awesome.
2: Tombstones in the yard. Right. A tombstones. fake fire. So, yeah, it was fairly it was just a decorated. Bit.
0: Were there pictures? <laughs> Is there no photographic yeah. evidence of this? Send those to me. Well, uh, well I can't post them, but, you know, I always wish that we could <laughs> have been able to. <laughs> that would be a great idea. We should think about that at A yeah. podcast point. with pictures? yes. Yes. Um, when we yeah, moved to full the, size candy box, yeah, too. we did too, and when we moved to the studio across the hall we 're going to be looking at doing some uh, live stream podcasting. I will possibly pilot it with the bovine waste boys, but not allow them to actually have live audio. <laughs> you can just watch them
2: right, and if you 're ever watching their audio, and like a big chunk of it just goes. Me. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah. for your protection.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so true. finish
2: about the, oh, the kids. Yeah. so we did full-size
1: full candy bars, and for those of you that haven't seen it, please go look up giving away a potato on Halloween, and so I tried it this well, year, have to do we that. gave away eight potatoes, and I could have given away many more, and the reaction from those kids that took the potatoes was amazing, like... I got a potato. (laughs) And our neighborhood Facebook page, two of them posted pictures with them. One of them, like, screaming she's so happy that she got a potato. And the other one took the potato to bed with her.
2: Yeah. Okay. She's in her pajama jammies with her potato. It's the most adorable thing ever. That
1: is funny. That
0: is funny. But, no, good. Yeah, we had some great costumes. The kids are always so polite, too. Mm Mm-hmm. So I always appreciate that. And then there was the,
2: there was some fuckery in our neighborhood. Oh, was there? What yeah. was going on? Oh, somebody was like peering in windows, and then donkey kicking like the door. I'm like, that
0: seems unnecessary. Yeah, <laughs>
2: honey. And then every every house in our neighborhood has at least one ring camera attached to it.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, mine has like 73 cameras around it. But... Right.
1: And then uh, yeah, we had some. People who left the bowls of candy out and bowl entire bowls and oh, candy I would never were taken by a single person. No, I would never do that. And there's... then somebody's skeleton dog got stolen out of their.
2: Yeah, I saw that out of their oh,
0: display. That's too bad. Yeah. There's uh, as you come into my neighborhood. There's a, a family at the entry, and he's his. He and you and he are on the same wavelength, and he had bodies wrapped in, and but he had skeletons with. Shovels digging nice. And nice. it was phenomenal. What I found was it seemed to be a really good way to dispose of a body. I just swapped it out and <laughs> get to go no questions <laughs> asked
2: <laughs> do, 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 He's no not undecorated or... yet,
0: so he said for a big surprise.
2: <laughs> that's funny,
0: all right, well, we're twelve minutes in, and we've just done nothing, but yep that's yip. what
2: makes these podcasts fun.
0: I guess <laughs> this is what we think makes these podcasts fun,
2: so we're recording this shortly after um the untimely death of Matthew Perry. Oh
0: my God. Yes. That was just uh, uh, kind of a gut punch, right? Yeah. You have this person who has had a lot of struggles, very public struggles, who has turned those into kind of his ministry. Yeah. And, and, you know, I saw the interview with him where he said, you know, that's what he wants to be known for is helping people not known for friends. And, Mm -hmm. um, And I believe he's known for both. And it is just, it's incredibly sad, incredibly sad.
2: But we're sitting here getting ready to record and my watch beeps and there's a picture of Kim Basinger on it. I was like, oh no, well that... She was fine. She was <laughs>
0: tormented by Mickey Rourke Apparently at some Mickey point Rourke in Apparently Mickey Rourke was mean to
2: her during that in half weeks. <laughs> Which, by
0: the way, was like 72 years ago. Can we move on?
2: But I will ask you, and I did not know this until I listened to one of my absolute favorite podcasts, Cabot Co- Confidential, or is it Cabot, Co- Cabot Coverage, was talking about Mickey Rourke's fingernails. Mm-hmm. I challenge you to look up a photograph of Mickey Ork's fingernails because that image will never leave you.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and let my curiosity <laughs> just hang there.
2: It's called clubbing or something, and it's it's terrifying. In addition to what he did to his face, his fingernails are is creepy. Some, is this
0: something he did to his fingernails, no, or something that I happened? Think
2: it, I think it has to do with a heart, something with your heart or oxygen or something, but it ain't right. <laughs> It is not right. It is in no way right. No.
0: Sending you good thoughts Mickey. you Right. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Because that's tough going over there. God, no doubt. But that kind of leads us into our episode that we're actually recording was talking about Matthew Perry because the episode that we're covering today is The Heart of Saturday Night from Picket Fences, and its original air date was October 27th, 1995. The reason I said this leads us into it is because popular TV at that point in time was Friends.
0: Included Friends. It would have been in its second season, if I remember right. I think 1994 was when it premiered. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. And Picket Fences premiered when?
2: Well, this is season four, so it would have been 1991. Okay. Okay. Season four, episode six, to be exact.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Yes, 1995. What fun event happened to you and me in 1995?
2: I believe that that is when we were struck
0: Attacked. by a vehicle Attacked.
2: Um, by a major company. FedEx. That... <laughs> okay. I guess we're naming names. and I'll
0: delete this episode. Yeah,
2: FedEx, we're here for your money. <laughs> exactly. What's that guy's name that owns it?
0: It's uh, Smith.
1: Uh... Yeah. Roger? No. No.
0: Fred. Fred Smith. Fred Smith. Yeah. Fred? Smith. Fred?
2: Yeah. He wanted us to take this down. Right. And I, I still have a dent in my leg from hitting the dashboard so hard when think, that truck hit us. I think
0: Fred could give a shit. But <laughs> so, okay, so what had happened is is a FedEx truck ran a stop sign and plows into us, and it, we're both fine, but the car is totaled out. The driver hops out. He's like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I said, yeah, we're fine. He goes, oh, I'm so fired. Then later goes on to fill out his report to say that he came to a complete stop at the stop sign saw us coming and we must have sped up <laughs> like right. dude, that doesn't track
2: <laughs> right. like so that i'm so fired thing is right and if i remember correctly the fedex representatives were at the scene before the police officers were um, am i misremembering that
0: i know i think that's about right i can yeah. tell you so one of the frustrating parts was dealing with their insurance company trying to just get all i wanted was the whatever the value of the car was the 12 bucks or whatever right. my My old car was worth, and I was assigned somebody named Nina. Now, this may seem (laughs) insensitive. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to go ahead and say it because after about three weeks of, oh, she's busy, she'll call you back. Oh, she's busy, she'll call you back. Oh, she's available. Hold on. She's wrapping up a call. I get disconnected. I call back. They're closed.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) And so
0: I call and I'm like, look, I have called 11 times and I need to talk. This is the only person that apparently Mm -hmm. will talk to me. Oh, well, Nina will call you back. And I said, I don't care if it's the Nina, the Pinta, or the goddamn Santa Maria, but one of you is calling me back by five or I'm hiring an attorney. I wouldn't have hired an attorney because I wasn't one. And I'm like, I can't afford one anyway. They could totally horse fuck me on this deal.
2: Don't you think that an attorney would have been like, you got hit by a FedEx truck? Go on.
0: I'm listening.
2: Right. Because I'm not saying that that would make my eyebrows perk up. But perhaps it would.
0: Oh, So needless to say, I got a call back and I got my check for like $1,200 or whatever pitiful amount my car was worth. So. I can't,
2: it totaled it out, didn't it? Yeah,
0: it wouldn't have taken much, but yes, it did. It right, because it, it had out. already
2: been totaled out once because of the hail.
0: Hail, yep, hail damage. Right. Actually, I think I made money on that
2: car. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were in our car one time and it started to hail and it was like really, I mean, it's kind of. Off-putting, like. <laughs> well, because wow. you're thinking,
0: when is the glass going right. to break? That's what I'm right. worried about. So,
2: so this was little teeny tiny hill. I uh, can't imagine yeah. what it was, it was like when you were in your ball, car. Yeah,
0: and you're like, oh my god! And I'm just, <laughs> all I'm thinking is, is there's nowhere to go. Everybody <laughs> <Right>. stopped. <laughs> I'm not going to get out of the car. <laughs>
2: And this is how it ends for me, right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> Taken exactly. out by a
2: hailstorm.
0: Oh my gosh! So that was 1995. We'll have some other. We'll have some other tidbits from 95. But um, so when we first saw this on the list, I was excited because um, Picket Fences was one of my favorite shows, and it was quirky and just kind of fun. It was a good way to kill an hour on a Friday night. Um, and then I watched this episode, and I'm like, hmm. Why did
2: I like this show so much? Right. Am I misremembering? Right, this? exactly. I thought we
1: weren't doing this stuff at the beginning. So what stuff?
2: No, I, it, specifically, I can't start an episode with this show is not my oh, jam. Yeah, no, okay.
1: <laughs> no, we love this show. This
0: yeah. th- you've got to listen to us talk about the episode. You can't just no. We've got we're funny. You need to listen to the whole thing. And even if not,
2: you have we've had you on for like fifteen minutes, so
1: welcome. Um, right, we yeah. already get to count the downloads. So. Right. <laughs> So my admission is never seen an episode of Picket Fences right. before we decided that we were doing this. So I watched the pilot and this episode. Did you like the pilot? Loved the pilot. Okay. So I wasn't, I, I need to go back and Loved watch. Loved the pilot. I,
0: a few things that I had forgotten when I started watching this was how in love I was with Lauren Holly.
2: Yeah. She's she, very pretty.
0: She's very pretty. She's funny. She's great. I forgot My Favorite Martian was on here, mm-hmm. Ray Walston, and then, of course, Ish Finkel, who is a, a phenomenal actor.
2: Um, right, and Ish Finkel may have a character name in this show, but anytime we refer to him and any person ever referred to him it was always as five-ish finkel. and it's never five-ish
0: or mr finkel no. it's five-ish finkel. five-ish finkel um and you know he later went. he's a great character actor went on to star in an episode of blue bloods in 2013 um did a whole bunch of stuff
2: he wanted emmy for this show
0: for this episode or on this, no, show? this show this show okay so I'm glad this the nothing about this episode was no. Emmy worthy, but you need to listen to the whole podcast to find out why. I'm just saying.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: so um, let's start out. I know how to pique interest. Did that woman really steal a dildo? Yes, she did. Okay, and we're and then we let that become an arc for Lauren Holly's character. Yes. Yes. I didn't get all of that. I Which mean, I get it. Risque,
2: but... Too. For well, yeah. 1985, that's I agree. And they show.
0: The
1: dildo. The
2: and dildo. it's
0: pink, right? Did I say that right?
2: So I actually after re record we recorded this and I, I found out that we were gonna get, you know, a take two of it, I uh went and did some research on the interwebs this vast area of knowledge and to the best of what I can figure did find out a
0: webinar on it I did,
2: I did no I, I'm fully versed in oh my God.
0: <laughs> sorry Brian
2: sorry mom um this is the first time that female masturbation had ever been talked about in a show
0: that's well and you know and then you look back and you think okay how far have we gone because uh wasn't it I love Lucy was the first show to show a pregnant woman mm-hmm. but their beds were still separate yes yes yeah so i guess immaculate conception was what we were going for on oh, i right. love lucy really good aim <laughs>
2: <laughs> he may not say much ladies and tell him what he does it's right on point he shoots He scores. <laughs> he scores. that's what she said <laughs>
0: Oh, so back to your, back to your webinar on dildos.
2: Right. So this is the first, um, discussion of openly discussing female masturbation. Uh, it really doesn't get brought up again until sex in the city, which, you know, that was, I've seen more of what's her name than I need to. What's the slutty one's name? Samantha. What's her real name?
0: Oh, she's married to Matt. Oh no, her. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I've never watched the show, so I have no idea.
2: I could not get into it. Okay, I I know that I am their target demographic at the time. I am that's who they were shooting for, but it didn't hit me.
0: I turned fifty five this year, and I'm no longer anyone's target demographic
1: <laughs> except
2: for AARP. Right, I I noticed that a lot of the shows that I watch, and I mean, this is kind of always. I've always sort of been an eighty year old trapped in whatever age I was body with. Matlock murder. She wrote The Golden Girls. But uh, there's a lot of diabetes commercials on things (laughs) I watch. (laughs) I feel a little attacked. Uh,
0: And then you had Wilford Brimley, who was like 51 when... 50 or 51 when he filmed Cocoon. I'm like, dude, you've looked like you were 80 for most of your adult life. That was
2: a hard 50 (laughs) on him. So Picket Fences was directed by... Or I'm sorry, executive producer is David E. Kelly, who would go on to bring us such things as Boston Legal, Ally McBeal, Boston Public. Did you guys ever
0: watch Ally McBeal? I never. Here did. and there. Did you? Was it? I don't I even, even know really get what into it's into about.
2: It.
1: I think it was sandwiched between something else I watched. Oh, okay. So
0: it just kind of washed over yeah. you while you were waiting.
2: That's when I was also going to school full-time and working full-time. So there was a, there's sort of a gap in my
0: <laughs> television literacy. In my
2: television literacy.
0: Um, And then, so Boston Legal, I watched. Um, That was phenomenal. That is just mm-hmm. hilarious. Was that Captain Kirk? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's. And uh, James Spader. Yeah. And Betty yeah.
2: White's on there at some point in time.
0: Yeah. And uh Candace Bergen.
2: Oh, she was on there? Yeah, she, I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: she's she's Schmidt, oh. as she will tell you. Oh. I'm Schmidt. <laughs> Craig so, Poole and Schmidt.
2: David E. Kelly also produced one of the best limited runs shows I've ever seen, which is Big Little Lies. And I loathe Nicole Kidman. So if I can say it's Really? Good, oh
0: god. Why? What'd she do to you? I don't know. How'd don't, she wrong you?
2: I don't know. I don't know. I but can't. But you were worried
0: about Kim Basinger?
2: Yeah. Okay. Whatever. She was in Batman. <laughs> 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 she's also in that one movie with Bruce Willis. It's really funny.
0: I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you
2: do. What is it where he's like, she's super drunk and John Donnell Kett's in it. Okay. Yeah. It's not like either one of you has access to well, the absolute I'll get working source. on that
1: <laughs> while yeah. you continue talking
0: wow. so we don't
2: have dead air. Somebody
0: could call for a hostage negotiator, that'd be yeah. great. So I'm
2: getting in trouble for my snottiness.
0: Okay. So, um a few all right, a few high points from the show.
2: A few high points from this show? Yeah,
0: from this episode. I,
2: I wanted to go back and talk about who else is on the show. It's Tom Skerritt, Kathy mm-hmm. Baker, Costas Mandy Tom Skerritt
0: who is now 90, is that right? Yes,
2: he is 90. And you may By the know way, him, he looks like he's about fifty. You may know him from the movie *Mash*
0: or *Everything*.
2: Yeah, uh, he was also in. Uh, he had a very interesting arc in *Cheers* in the Curse Alley years.
0: I forgot all about that. Mm-hmm. And I always liked her too. I'm sorry she's gone too. He's yeah. also Jester.
2: Yeah, and most <laughs> importantly, for everybody, is that he is Jester in *Top Gun*. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, funny.
2: I was getting there, but uh, Lauren Holly, Holly Marie Combs is in this. Holly Marie Combs is supposed to be in high school, and she looks like she's about 43. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a little confusing. Oh, and funny. Zelda Rubenstein, who, if you don't know who that is, you should, because she's the little teeny tiny old lady in Poltergeist. It's like, go to the light, Caleb.
0: Yes, she is, she is awesome, and you want... I I kid you not, I wanted to pimp slap her through the episode because she just kept stirring
2: (laughs) shit up through
1: the whole town.
2: And that's... (laughs) So fun for her. <laughs> but it seems like that's her job. Yes.
1: Because she, she's the secretary or... She's a dispatcher,
0: dispatcher who's her. sitting in the middle of an open floor plan. That does not work.
2: No, it doesn't. <laughs> and I don't think that as a dispatcher, it's her job to interject and
0: <laughs> sort of editorialize on a, everything. Offer opinion on- But she
2: basically... I don't know if it's kind of like a Greek chorus. I don't know. She definitely helps the plot along did you find the name of that movie is it called blind Date? blind Date.
1: oh i've seen yeah. yeah i know what you're talking about so the summary of this episode is it's saturday night in rome and the townspeople are looking at various ways to spend the evening matthew cruises the town with friends jimmy and jill making an attempt at romance judge bone and wamba but one of the men in the group drops dead
2: there's not That's any, the summary. any subtlety to that. No,
1: no. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. Right. I'm sorry. Exactly.
0: Exactly. But okay. And, you know, for those of you who weren't with us the first time we recorded this, <laughs> we're going to cover a few things again. Um, this, uh, this episode, I struggled with why this episode was on a top 100 list. Um, I, I think there are far better episodes of Picket Fences that could have been on here. Um, I this one was not particularly funny. It wasn't particularly quirky. Um, I think at best it was probably somewhat nostalgic. You had the you had uh, you had the judge and Five Finkel's character kind of talking about life and ex- feeling their own mortality and you had the, the Brock boy and the 20-year-old, 21-year-old girl kind of having their moment.
2: Who's already seen the best years of her life. <laughs>
0: well, I think we've all known people who were two, three years into the best years of their right. life in high school. So yeah. it kind of got that impression with her. And, and I don't know. It, it Like I said, there wasn't anything in this episode that I walked away from thinking, oh, wow, you know, there's a there's a lesson there. There's an underlying theme. There's No, it just...
2: Well, I've also thought about it more, and it's like they each each set, each pair of people that we see, because they're paired off, the judge and Fyvish Finkel, so you can't just... No, you know, I have no idea what his character know, name is. Schwinkel. Finkel, um, the Brock parents, the boy and the girl, and then the coroner and his date, they're well into their adulthood and they are parked at like inspiration point for lack of a better word. <laughs> like for those right, of us that grew up watching right. happy days, That's funny. but it's like every single one of those pairs as trying to go back to something to a time in their life. Didn't you kind of pick, do you think that like the girl wants to,
1: she gr- wants to be able to rewind to instead of waiting around for the boyfriend who gets hurt and right. comes back to her. She want. She wishes she could be the salesperson, right? Which even that was, you know, it was
0: like I, I have these dreams, but they're 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 wildly attainable. But she's not obtaining them. I, I I don't know. I mean, it just there wasn't a whole lot there for me to make it feel like that there was some specialty to this.
2: Well, this is why I think that they were all trying to go back to a simpler, less complicated time because the judge and Fabi Schwinkel go to the pond and they're standing there talking about when they were younger and the Brocks are, you know Well
0: and Tom Scarrett was going back to when his Willie wasn't caught in his Right. So Tom's he there, wanted to go back to a happier Tom time.
2: Tom suffers from a very unfortunate accident with his um member and uh then the guy and the girl and it's like it, it seems it's like it's all very high school E like screwing well, around when nobody so, else is in the house. Right,
0: And then you have, you have Lauren Holly's character where we have this whole weird arc on self-satisfaction do it. Don't do it. Who cares? Right. Um, and then you, you know, you had kind of the, I think the, you had the comic relief with Tom Skerritt and, um, his wife, her character name and real name. I've forgotten. Um, but you then you have Amy Aquino come in as the other doctor. she was the mm-hmm. sex doctor that yeah, Lauren Holly has was a talking to
1: TV radio show or yeah. like television show
0: yeah and so that was kind of a little comic relief there um but the rest of it was just all kind of so melancholy
2: yeah it doesn't it definitely has a a feeling of like the guy dies and so you're sad but there's there's this. Melancholy is really the best way to describe it. It's just kind of sad. You feel sad for everybody in this situation.
0: Right. I mean, and then you you know you have the interior shots of the sheriff's office, which, by the way, fellas, you're deputies. You're not firefighters. You've actually got to go out on patrol. (laughs) Don't just sit around the station waiting for a call. Right. Um, And then you then you had the Brock kid with the 21 year old girl who was drunk, who was going to drive, who didn't drive, who lost a shoe. And then at the end, he, in what I could best describe as foreshadowing his future as a serial killer, kept the shoe.
2: Right. He has a trophy from the <laughs> right. evening. It's her shoe that has vomit on it because and, she very clearly says she puked on her shoes. And
0: I'm going to tell you, I just spent um, uh, several evenings watching the two-season uh, Mindhunter on eight, on Netflix which is about the formation of the FBI's Behavioral Sciences Unit mm-hmm. and going through all of the real-life serial killers. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, yeah, we've checked off like three boxes with the broad kid. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> so that's the other thing is it, there's a foreboding tone to it because we were watching it and I was like, oh, my God, something bad. It feels like something bad's yeah. going to yes. happen. When the kids are cruising down yeah. Main Street, yeah. the,
1: there's no, like, music. It's just the car and them kind of – yelling out the window or whatever and we're both and like then, oh something bad's gonna happen a car you know they're right. gonna get in a wreck and I, somebody's gonna
0: that get was killed the exact or thought that i
1: had yeah. too
2: at the start of it and then one of our kids said the same thing like was it it was joseph wasn't he, yeah. he was like this doesn't like this feels like something bad's gonna happen right and so then you see the drunk girl start to get behind the wheel of the truck. Right. And I was like, well, this is it.
0: And then you realize the bad thing that happened was this episode. Right. Yes. <laughs>
2: so. The bad thing was that I watched this <laughs> in 1995 probably and again.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Twice. So I've done this Having watched only two episodes, the pilot could have been on the list. Like it's a great episode. It's a, it's a two-show arc, but it could have been on the list it's it, it been
0: better than the last two sharok we were two show arc rather that we were saddled <laughs> with
1: <laughs> but it has you know it has intrigue because you're trying to figure out who killed who it has you know
2: right and there's uh,
1: introducing the characters and they're funny and they're deep and there's
2: and it's a small town and and you know oh it's small town america but then there's a sort of like dark undercurrent running because the teachers having an affair with a student and, you know, it just.
0: And later in Life Kids, that became frowned upon.
2: Right. The 90s were wild, y'all.
0: <laughs> <Things> were, <laughs> we were playing pretty fast and loose with things then. Um, you know, one note that I had made while I was watching it was that it appeared to be a night of contemplation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it, 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 you had the the judge and Vyvesh Schwinkel who were melancholy in their reminiscent, but everybody else was just kind of like plodding along. Um, there were a couple of other things. So one thing I absolutely loved the, kitchen telephone on the
2: wall yes
0: (laughs) that's we had that it had a 764 foot cord on it
2: that has kinks in it that nobody can ever get out exactly
0: (laughs) exactly (laughs) it's been
2: stretched to the limits of its material yes
0: and you know we didn't need cordless phones back then because i could take that phone call at work right (laughs) um there was a quote That Ish Finkel made talking about, because a lot of their communication, a lot of their talking, uh, him and and the judge, was about their friend and his, the friend's wife had died already. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know that either of them were still married or their wives were still alive. But one thing that he said that I thought was really, I mean, and if you were going to hang your hat on one thing, one line as to why this episode's on here, is when he said it's a terrible thing when there's no one to call. Yeah. And you think, "Oh wow, when you've gotten to the point where you've outlived your friends, that's got to be kind of a scary place to be." Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it, that there if we had spent more time with them, I would have felt better about this episode being on the list. I agree.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, what was else was going on in 1995?
2: The number one movie the week of October 27th, 1995. Was Get Shorty. Uh, Powder was number two. A Vampire in Brooklyn was number three. And a little film called Leaving Las Vegas had its premiere. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, that was Nicolas Cage's only Oscar nod, right?
2: No, he was nominated for Moonstruck, too, I think.
0: Oh, was he really? Mm-hmm. Cher, one. I love her. Yeah, I love Cher, too. Um, something else was going on in '95.
2: Number one, O.J. Simpson Oh, okay. yeah. wasn't
0: that. Was that when the yeah yeah the trial they, the
1: but trial they
2: had already had the decision by then because that was early October.
0: So well, I said ninety five, not yeah. October.
1: <laughs> um, my ass. The Oklahoma City <laughs> Federal Building was bombed. Oh yeah, the-
0: we were Stephanie and I were together. Yep. I think both of us were a little what what's going on.
2: I was very confused. Yeah,
0: because this was. I mean, certainly terrorist attacks. In the United States, certainly, still, fortunately, are, are not a common occurrence, but it was just so bizarre. It was like, gosh, what happened? Was there a gas line explosion? You know, yeah. the thought that this was the act of another human being or two was not something you yeah. would contemplate.
2: And the fa- the fact that it was – I was concerned because I thought, well, people are going to blame this on an ethnic minority even before we knew who had actually done what. Because people tend to jump at those situations. And then we found out that it was homegrown domestic terrorism. Right. And right. hashtag awkward.
1: <laughs> Agreed. Agreed.
2: Um what else was going
1: on? Yeah, the O.J. Simpson verdict was October third.
0: So Okay, <clears throat> so yeah, and that was that resulted in um in a lot of calamity in uh LA. LA. Yep. Um, The Million Man March was October 16th. Okay.
2: Oh, good for them.
0: We had uh, Tiger Woods at 19 years old, won the U.S. Amateur Championship in 1995. Really? And Moscow opened its fifth McDonald's restaurant. Wow. The
1: first U.S. astronauts got onto Mir.
2: Oh, very nice.
1: Which is now buried in the Pacific Ocean or right. in pieces, I guess. Right, but isn't
0: it isn't it interesting when you know you you, you talk about that that it, it's when we talk about space, it's it doesn't matter if it's China, the U.S., Russia, or whomever. There's this camaraderie, this collegial feel to it that you don't get in any other aspect of global relations. Yeah. And there's a cooperation sure. there, and there's a respect there, and you know it's you've got you've got Russian cosmonauts at the space station, you've got U.S., you've got China, you've got everybody helping, bringing supplies. I, I don't know. I just I think that's really unique, and maybe if we could, oh I don't know. Apply yeah. that to so many other areas. We might get along a
2: little bit better. P-Shaw. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's fair. You're so funny. Yeah, even,
1: even when we're at each other's throats, the space agencies seem to... Have it figured out. Have it figured out and keep the peace and keep things running, for sure. So, what else?
2: It was my best friend's birthday.
0: She probably had one every year. hmm Okay. Okay. Um, The History Channel launched on January 1st, 1995.
2: Oh, no. I meant October 27th, 1995. Ah, there
0: we go. There we go. I'm looking at it on my (laughs) covers. That makes more sense. Let's see.
1: 1995 was my friend's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Notable deaths. uh, Mickey Mantle. Oh, gosh, yeah. Howard Cosell. Oh, my gosh. Uh Jerry Garcia. Oh, gosh. I remember
2: that. I do,
1: too. Uh, Rose Kennedy. Yeah. And uh, Ginger Rogers.
2: Hmm. She danced on air. She
1: she must have been like 900 years old. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, her and Yoda. (laughs)
2: Lauren, Catherine, Lana, too. Betty Davis, we love you. um, Sorry, I've gone into Vogue. Oh my God. (laughs) I've started voguing (laughs)
0: Oh, um, all right. Anything else you want to talk about on this episode?
2: Well, we need to see if it passes my test.
0: Well, we'll get to that. Right. I didn't know if there was anything else. the
2: episode itself, the woman who stole the dildo and the deputy watching. The sex. Listening to the sex TV show. So that was pretty clever. Yeah. But still it's a mystery as to why it's on this list right unless, right unless the three of us are just so dense that we don't get some sort of subtle nuance I am, that's just i'm like,
0: willing to accept that i might be but i i can tell you my two co-hosts are not no, so i'm willing
2: to accept I, that i might be
0: i know, i don't think that i don't feel like that all three of us could be missing something here.
2: One thing I do want to talk about pick offenses is is another, we said they are quirky or whatever. Every single mayor has something weird go on with them. Like it's like drummers and spinal tap, like somebody spontaneously combusts. (laughs) That's right. Forgot. Like all kinds of really weird things, which makes a, a running gag. That's quite humorous.
0: That is funny. That is funny.
2: All right. You ready for your testing? I am. All right. Fire away. So does this pass the Bechdel test? That means do two characters, two named characters, female named characters, have a conversation with one another that does not involve a man? And the answer is kind of. (laughs) 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 Because Jill, Brock, and the doctor have a conversation not necessarily about a man, But it's about men while they're trying to get Tom Scared's dick out of his zipper. So I'm not entirely sure if this is what Bechtel had in mind when we were trying to do (laughs) the Bechtel test. And
1: (laughs) the deputy had the conversation with the sex therapist.
2: Yes. So that's the closest it gets to. But again,
1: she's talking about.
2: Sex and men. Sex and and
1: men. And if I do this, is it going to replace men?
2: Right. So I will give it a a draw on the Bechdel test. (laughs) (laughs) The costumes, it's set in contemporary times. It's fine. Is it giving me an ism? Um, Well, Don Cheadle is in the cast. He is not in this episode. So there are no people of color. But as I said last time, and maybe it'll get recorded this time, and maybe I won't get canceled. I don't I love, know. This is this going to get I, me canceled? I
0: love I love. passive-aggressive. Passive aggressive.
2: <laughs> I love it
0: better when it's not directed at me, but that's okay.
2: <laughs> One day my daughter accused me of being passive-aggressive, and I was like, no, honey, that was aggressive-aggressive. Oh, aggressive.
0: Yes, yes, meet aggressive-aggressive. Welcome.
2: So. Welcome aboard. <laughs> but it, while I understand it is important to have diversity, it is also within Context. the realm of possible that a town, a small town in Wisconsin in the 90s would not have any people of color.
0: Right. And the other thing is we've talked about, we're not saying it's okay. We're just saying, look, at the time, there wasn't as much awareness. There wasn't as much advocacy. Is television better today? Absolutely. Yeah. But that we can't take away, like Friends. Friends keeps getting shit on because, oh, well, they're all white. Okay, that's probably not tremendously uncommon that a small, close group of people might not have people outside of their race.
2: Right, especially when two of them are siblings.
0: Right. So right. that
2: leaves four other people.
0: Right. And so, you know, again, I'm not saying that it's okay, but I'm saying you, you can't dump all over a good show that was well-written, well-acted, had dedicated casting crew right. because it doesn't meet your standards 20 years later.
2: Right. I don't think that we had any idea as a society how important representation was at that point in time.
0: We still have a long way to go to accept how important it is today in all workplaces, but
2: right. But to see for people of color, um, to see characters on TV that look like them is so important. You will hear people talk Mm -hmm. about that, you know, whether the shows like the Cosby show, which is, has its own set of problems, but not related to the show itself. But for African-American families to see that to where everybody on the TV that was an African-American wasn't getting arrested on right. Hill Street Blues or, right. you know, fill in whatever show or for a Hispanic. Although families. Hill Street
0: Blues had a pretty inclusive cast.
2: Yeah. Sure. I'm just saying that. No, you know, there I, was I just a, was
0: a good example of, yeah. a, of a 1980s.
2: There was a trope that, you know, if you wanted to be an actor and you were Hispanic, you were either going to get. A boxer, you're going to be a boxer. Or you're going to get arrested, right? Or, you know, these right. so these things. to see, for us to understand how important representation was, was evolving at the time. So, I am going to meet this show where it is. I applaud the fact that they had Marley Matlin on at one point in time. She was one of the mayors. She ends up going to prison, <laughs> being a mayor in the town is tough business. And Don Cheadle, and so we'll meet it where it was. Um There's no homosexual content, at least that I could see, um, the sets, uh, the fakest outside ever set is in this. Oh (laughs) my gosh. At the bar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. You guys should have just hand drawn that. That would have saved you a lot more.
2: Couldn't you have gone out in the parking lot of the studio and
0: maybe done a little filming, right? (laughs) Good Lord.
2: So I, Overall, I I liked Picket Fences as a show. I don't understand this episode being on there.
0: Yeah, I, I don't either. I don't necessarily believe that it belongs on this list. But on the other hand, I haven't been particularly moved by any of the episodes on here.
2: Yeah, I think that we're going to have to get much deeper into this before anything strikes any of us. And I think that TV now is so much grittier and more realistic that a lot of these are going to be sort of glossed over.
0: Well, and that's, you bring up a good point. We've we've talked about this before, and I think it's actually even on our show description talking about um, television mirroring kind of the, the national mood. And I don't know, maybe things were a little more relaxed in 1995. Maybe they were a little quirkier then. And when you talk about it being grittier, it sure does seem like people are a lot Angrier, yeah, um, a lot quicker <laughs> to to uh, have some sort of episode right. and don't care that it's being videoed until it's broadcast everywhere and then they're mad.
2: Right. And I think that as we go through this, because this is the 1997 list, that there not only is it, is the 2009 list going to be much different because of the sort of ebbing of the big three networks but the 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 role that social media plays in our society cannot be even comprehended when this episode aired like nobody had any clue as to what was happening i think AOL had chat rooms and that was about the extent of what you were going to get right and right. your porn so right. <laughs> which is
0: all that's holding the internet together i'm just saying
2: right So I I think that there's going to be, and maybe we should keep an eye on that as we go through this, um, how how much different everything was because there wasn't social media.
0: True. And, you know, as I go through and looking at the list again, I, I see so many really good episodes of television, but then I see shows that had a lot of great episodes and they're not picking them. Mm -hmm. It'd just be interesting to know what the editorial standard was. What was the checklist? What was the rubric for identifying what Mm -hmm. each episode was and how many people were involved in deciding this?
2: Right. Because you can, like, we've been talking about the West Wing, obviously, because we talk about it a lot. But Matthew Perry is in a two-episode arc on the West Wing where he is exceptionally good. And one of those episodes that he's in is actually what I will tell you is my favorite episode of the West wing, but on any given day you could ask me again and I'd tell you a different episode. So it's so subjective and it depends on your mood. So I don't know what mood everybody was in when this one got picked, but I'd like to know.
1: I don't know. They wanted something slow.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't.
1: Right. Right. No, I,
0: I, I, I agree. Um, what is our next episode here? Oh, it's the Mod Squad. Yes. Tell us, Brian. You you've already looked. You had your phone in hand.
1: I do, but I didn't have that pulled up. So I, I don't know the title of it.
0: Um, Mother of Sorrow. Yeah. And that's from 1970. But yeah, we we've got a ways to go in here. I mean, we have a Speed Racer episode from 1967. Yeah, I, don't. I mean, seriously, how? I, I don't know
2: I'm I looking know. forward to that less than the episode when Mary goes blind
1: <laughs> and we have we have not encountered yet where we can't find it to stream, so yeah. but I'm thinking looking at the list, we're gonna run into a couple of them where we can't find
0: oh I'm sure I, I, I don't know that we're gonna stream. find I don't know we're gonna find maybe we won't
2: be able to find that speed racer episode right. wah, wah. and the Honeymooners, <laughs> I hate that show. I want to skip that just because. Again,
0: we've been advised to stop saying that. Sorry, I love those episodes. (laughs) We can't wait to chit-talk, I mean, talk about them. (laughs)
1: Did
0: you find the Mod Squad?
1: I found the Mod Squad.
0: Excellent. So
1: it is uh, uh, Season 2, Episode 20, Mother of Sorrow.
0: All right. Does it give us a synopsis at all?
1: This It does not. Okay. It's the same page that had the synopsis for Pick a Fences, so I'm... Mm. so right. we're
2: going in cold
0: we are so check back with us and uh, i i always love the mod squad Um I don't remember it don't you well okay i am two years
2: i know but it's just two months there's things that i remember that and he doesn't remember older than you because i am older than brian i know cradle robber i but, was
0: saying i'm older than you <laughs>
2: Right. I was giving you grace as my elder. I was just going to zip over that. All right. Yeah. The only
1: only thing I'm finding is the Mod Squad was enormously successful hippie undercover cop show. I
0: mean, it's the pre 21 Jump Street, 68
1: to 73, uh, produced by Spelling.
2: Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. They had a a room for just wrapping gifts in their house.
1: Uh, Right. That was a giant house.
2: It sure was. Yeah.
1: The series earned six Emmys, four Golden Globes.
0: Could he have not left some money for his daughter to never be an actress again? That (laughs) would have been sweet. I know.
2: That was... You want to talk about Nepo babies. Oh,
0: my. Holy
2: shit. Yeah. You know, you see some of these people like Laura Dern, okay? Laura Dern's mom is... What's her name? And her dad is Bruce Dern. Right. What's her hey, name? There, Bruce Dern. <laughs> hey there, Bruce Dern. Hey there Bruce Dern. Diane Ladd. So he, obviously she has access to all these things but she's, but she's really an extraordinary good at
0: actress.
1: It. She's got a, she's got an incredible range. She <laughs> hey, I found it I had to go to like four different sites. Pete's old school chum, Richard Dreyfuss. Chum, I love that word. Says he will kill his girlfriend then she is found dead.
2: Okay. Guest so- star
1: Lee Grant. Let's talk about the
2: fact that they used the word chum with Richard Dreyfus, who would then go on to be in Jaws, where he would. Oh, where he where would Roy attract... Scheider would have to chum the water. Yes,
0: yes. I see it. That was this so how, six degrees of Kevin Bacon this you did there. This is how we there. know we're in
2: the simulation. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I should have picked the other colored pill.
2: <laughs> Which is the one that just leaves me blissfully fucking ignorant? Well, I that's don't the know. I but want.
0: Here's the thing: if 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 that's the case then I want the life that's a hell of a lot easier than the one that I have. I want the one that doesn't require working
1: so hard.
2: Right. What battery am I <laughs> powering?
1: Right. <laughs> so apparently in the Matrix there was a version where everything was perfect and everyone had everything that they ever wanted. Right. And it didn't succeed. How? How? Right. I agree How? with you. How? <laughs> I'll do my part. <laughs> I'll stop bitching.
2: You want to talk about positive energy? This bitch would be the sign <laughs> of positive energy if all that was going my way. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, we're going to have to do movies at some point, but that's a whole other podcast. So, um, it sure is. <laughs> cause I, it's another poster I have to put up so that Stephanie remembers <laughs> the name of the podcast. <laughs> so, all right. Any closing thoughts? Right no,
1: we'll be back soon.
0: We will be, we yes. will be drop. We're actually, we're working really hard to get to the point where we drop episodes weekly because otherwise it's going to be 2130 before we finish this list of a hundred.
2: Yes.
1: The dinner, yeah, the, so we're the, calling this One Take Steve. Yes. So as long as it's recorded, <laughs> passive-aggressive.
2: That's what Jack
0: Warner used to call me.
2: That's what Jack Warner used to call him. Oh, I know what I want to talk about. We went and saw the play To Kill Mocky Bird written by Aaron Sorkin.
1: Oh, where was that at?
2: The music hall.
1: Oh, excellent. Okay. Hey, mm-hmm. sick invite.
2: Uh, Well, it was my birthday gift and
1: birthday and anniversary like combined gift.
2: And you have to stand behind in line behind my mom because she's hella pissed we didn't take her.
0: (laughs) I am not getting. I am not. Uh, Maybe your mom and I will go. Yeah. So there. (laughs) Screw you all. Yeah. So I'm going to take Sandra.
2: (laughs) So I just want to say I love Aaron Sorkin. Like I worship at the altar of the Sorkinisms. But I was so incredibly underwhelmed by this play.
0: Oh, well, then I'm not going. Yeah. That's probably because you didn't take your mom.
2: I know. If mom mm-hmm. had been there, it would have been perfect. Right.
0: Right. But the thing is, is is that, okay, I, I think that um, Harper Lee had it pretty well nailed in the story. So I'm not sure it really needed a whole lot of polish.
2: Yeah. It, it's, he recycles lines from the West Wing in it.
0: He recycles lines a lot. Yeah. And titles a lot. You watch the newsroom and you pick up a whole lot yeah. of recycled mm-hmm. material from the West Wing.
2: Mm-hmm. They're, uh, they and actually... when I
0: say that, let me just put that into appropriate context. The man is a genius. Oh, yeah. And he can crank out unbelievable scripts. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's really not a criticism. It's just an observation when you binge watch mm-hmm. West Wing and then lead right on into the newsroom. Yeah.
2: And I think that we all sort of lean on certain phrases and things like that. So, but they sing joy cometh in the morning, the hymn in the play. There were parts of it that were good because there's no way that Atticus could be as perfect as he is. And there's kind of a... Bullshit, you take that back. (laughs) There's kind of an exploration as to, you know, Atticus really wanting to kick the shit out of Bob Ewell. Okay, I'll give you that. Let's do that. Sure, But in the... In the movie, Bob Yule and the book, he's very cartoonish, I guess. And in this, he's more of a thinking man's racist. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but so that was that sort of, and the, there was an exploration of the relationship between Calpurnia and Atticus in okay. terms of Calpurnia calls Atticus out on some behavior that's problematic. And that was, I enjoyed that. But they use the kids as comic relief. And it's just like,
0: I'm not feeling
2: this. No,
0: no, I agree. So, all right. Well, sorry, Sandra, we're not going now. (laughs) We'll find something else that just you and I can do. (laughs) And then we'll tell everybody what a great time we had. They'll be sorry they didn't invite us. I promise (laughs) you. All right. Anything else, Brian? I'm good. I'm out. Stephanie? Nothing. And?
2: If you ever wonder why I am the way I am. It's because I was raised on television.